Greg. Great. Can you tell how when we're recording my voice gets louder? <laughs> Your voice gets louder? Yeah, as if I have to yell when people are listening. I don't find you yell, but okay. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. All right. Good. How about you? Yeah. Feeling great. Uh, welcome to the music is heading down to uh, San Diego uh, to see Neil Young in concert. Yes. Yeah. Well, the podcast can only afford one ticket. Yep. So we did rock, paper, and scissors. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. excited to do that. Um, we, we, and we I would, should... I would ask you, I would ask you what you were about to throw. So I knew what to throw. Okay, I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. So you, you, sh- you, sh- you should do this. Okay. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, look at that. Oh, I lost. I got rock, you, both, you, you got go. scissors. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, we, we need to thank, I think we should thank uh, a couple of uh, organizations. Uh, first off, our friends at Casino Rama. Yes. Uh, who got us tickets to Collective Soul. Yes. Which I didn't know was a bucket list concert. Absolutely. For you. I was supposed to have seen them many times. Yeah. I never did. And we finally did. Or you finally did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they put on a great show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was, it was good. good. You got to dance a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. And then got told to sit down. And got told to sit down. <laughs> That's so true. That that was that was kind of strange. Yeah. To be told. But when the band said get up, then Yeah, then everyone got up. Um so great show. So thank you to the the kind folks at uh, Casino Rama. Yes, um for for that. Um and I have to thank as well uh, um my cousin Riaz and Soul Pepper Theater. Because uh, got two tickets. Again, you drew the short end of the stick or you, you lost rock, paper, and scissors. So I took Minas. Um, to see the secret chord, a lettered Cohen experience. Uh, this is how good it was. We went to see the week before Hamilton award-winning Broadway musical Hamilton. This oh, I thought show, you went to see it in Hamilton. No, I saw, no, I saw Hamilton in Toronto, as well as the And did you before. see the band Toronto and Hamilton? No, I've never seen the band Toronto. Okay, anyway, carry on, Anywhere. Um, the Secret Chord, Leonard Cohen Experience at Soul Pepper Theater, um, outstanding phenomenal um and i I said i went to see hamilton in toronto um this was way better for me as as yeah uh, yeah, it was just it was just way better i don't know why i did not i I think i know why i did not like hamilton because i'm not a huge fan of american history um 
but it was yeah the secret chord leonard cohen experience it's it's ending soon but uh soul pepper puts on these musical experiences and uh, i would highly recommend uh that anybody go and uh and see them so check out uh the soul pepper theater soulpepper.ca and if you're in toronto and uh you're at the distillery go check them out go check out the theater that they play in so thank Absolutely. you to to those two um for sure uh and anyone greg you want to you want to thank anyone before we we uh we get to our our special guest uh trevor hurst lead singer founder original member of uh econoline crush i'd like to uh Thank you. Oh, <laughs> we didn't rehearse this. Nope. I'm sure people can tell. <laughs> sure they can tell. That was it. You just want to like, there's yeah. no reason there's, you no, don't have a, no, like a monologue. No, no, no. no. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Nope. Sounds great. Okay, well, that's the uh, that's the pre-show. Thanks to all the PR teams that have yeah connected yes. us with their artists. Yeah, that's a big thing. That is that us. is a big thing. Yes, it's a big support when. Okay, finish finish that sentence. It's a big support when. It's a big support when when the the PR peeps are reaching yeah. out to us with their new artists or bands and yeah and sometimes it doesn't make sense necessarily to have them on the show yeah uh that we'd love to support and uh yeah sometimes you get a email saying that you know trevor hurst from the conline crush would like to yeah potentially be on your show and here we are and so here we are yeah because you and i don't know anybody in the music industry so it's great to have people do you know who one of my mutual friends with trevor is because you know i i, I creep yeah. everybody right Ooh. you know one of my mutual friends is tell me well, i have a few mutual friends with him <laughs> uh former guest mike turner <laughs> yeah former guest mike turner uh former guest jewel carrier <laughs> yeah 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 uh <laughs> trying to think of who else i'm mutual friends with trevor with let me see here mutual friends uh former guest pete from harem scarum and and uh and crash vegas where well, i caught crash vegas oh my god with mike turner they did a project together no, no, no so yeah no totally totally yeah, so yeah. maybe 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 you can hit up trevor and uh have him introduce us to some of those people the people that you know yeah yeah sounds good all right let's let's chat with trevor Okay, bye. <laughs>welcome welcome welcome trevor it's a pleasure and honor to have you join us um uh uh you are right now you said you're in revelstoke 
or Revy. Yes. Um, you've just finished, I believe, a West Coast tour. You just just like literally two days ago, I think, or something. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, we just uh, and and a video shoot yesterday. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it was a it was a great like kind of and and we went into Alberta too, so it was kind of like a BC and Alberta and Vancouver Island run. Hmm. And how was it getting back on the road? Like, you know, you know, it was, hopefully, hopefully knock on wood, we're on the other <laughs> side of this. How was it? How was it? it was it was amazing, actually. Um, one of the great things about being a band that has been around, you know, you you get the opportunity then to talk to fans about what your music has meant to them. Um, and, you know, their experiences with your music, their experiences at previous shows. So yeah i mean it was a, it was way 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 better than even my wildest expectations and uh it, it just felt great it felt great to play the songs again and it felt great to be out here that's fantastic that is uh in, in your sets what's what's the mix like because you you also have a, have a have a new album when the devil drives uh that that is that is out now um and you've got also you know your 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 catalog um how do you mix it and and what's the uh the, the fan reaction been to some of the new tunes well the record actually the record comes out in october um but we have a new single right now called no quitter yeah so so the, the that's out there and the reaction has been great nice i think like i think it's a reintroduction and it's going to take a while but i think you have a like compared to when we started as a band we didn't have as many uh, avenues to reach the audience or to get to your you know you had print or you had radio or you had much music now now you have you know all of the various um uh ways to reach your fans including the internet and all aspects of that plus the traditional ways so it's really kind of interesting to see how that impacts the way the band is is uh discovered so to speak perfect i, I need to ask this trevor um the name of the band how did, how did that come about it was weird man we were we were back in the day when you had to send a cd off to um record companies etc and i started the band with um a guy named tom tom ferris and he was yeah. kind of the founder of mauve and mauve mm -hmm. if people don't know was a band that really made network records possible so Tom, myself, and a couple of other guys had finished a demo, and Tom had had some interest in the past from, I believe it was East West, uh, a label in New York. So we made arrangements for the FedEx guy to pick up the CD. We had it in a... We were about to put it in the, in the envelope. The FedEx guy is waiting for us, kind of banging on the door, waiting for us. We open the door, waiting for us to, like, give it to him. And we hadn't named the band yet. We were just like, let's put something <laughs> on here. And so, like, everybody's tossed around these names really fast, you know? And I said, this thing's like a machine, man. Like, it sounds like a machine, you know? It should be something kind of like, you know, Cadillac Black or blah, 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 you know, something kind of cool. And and uh, Tom wanted to call it Crush. And everybody was like, you know, I don't know, man, Crush. There'll be a lot of crushes, probably 10 crushes in the city of New York alone. And and then I said, okay, and we're just kind of, the guy, FedEx guy's getting mad. And um, <laughs> I, I said, my... My, when I was a kid, we listened to all my music in my dad's Conline band. Oh, of course. And somebody shouted out a Conline crush. And, and I said, okay, let's just write that on there. We can change it later. Don't worry about it. 
knows how to get an end goal. That's awesome. That is, it's always last minute decisions. <laughs> well, people agonize over their band name. I mean, really, they truly do. And like, I just, it's hard to name a band, and there's so many things that people read into it and everything. So uh, we did not think we would end up staying with that name, but it just sort of stuck. And it, but the way that we came up with it, the way when I explained it to the American label, yeah. they hated that that story. So they concocted this whole thing about it being a drug and a French novel and all this stuff. And it was just ridiculous. <laughs> you, could still, you could still see that out there if you look, you know. So at, at what point wow. in time, Trevor, do you go, screw the label? Here's the real story. Like, at what point in time <laughs> well, did you do that? I guess it was right after that label folded in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want I want to thank you for some like incredibly amazing banger tunes. I was like my my I was sort of I guess I would have been a new dad um, heading into being a single dad, and like you know just just amazing amazing body of work from that time. I mean now too. Don't get me wrong, the new stuff you guys are working on, yeah. but just like oh my god, just amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I mean. I, it's weird because you don't know sometimes like how it, unless you get out there and start talking to people how your music has impacted them or even if it did and uh it's great to hear and i really appreciate those stories because it kind of makes it all worthwhile all the stuff you go through trying to get that music out there yeah yeah, yeah no doubt um one of the things that i want to talk about you know you've and we could probably spend the whole hour on this but um you know you you, you you've talked about how important talk about mental health and addiction mm -hmm. and, and recovery is. Um, can you talk a bit about that with your, you know, your, your process, your, your, your growing up as a musician and an experience? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, the, uh, the adoration comes with, it comes a lot of guilt in some ways, you know, because I've often mm -hmm. thought about, other musicians like Cobain or Cornell or, or um, you know, any of the musicians that kind of struggled with depression and then ended up taking their lives. It's like you you don't feel worthy sometimes when people praise you of what you did because it was either. I don't even know why it's hard. I, I struggle with this one because I think about it a lot. I think about mm -hmm. how could I help people with this? and And I think it's just the fact that it comes down to something very basic and it's very hard to do, but you have to love yourself unconditionally and you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And this industry doesn't really do either of those ever, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, rock stars are always posing in these tough positions and, and uh, you know, the critics are ripping you apart all the time and it's, it's hard to kind of, and, and you feel like sometimes you don't do, you know, do it well enough or, good enough when you're performing and so you beat yourself up and i think sometimes you know if i could advise any new musicians or musicians out there that are you know struggling a bit it's just like you got to give yourself a pass man this isn't easy this is this is difficult work it, it looks like a lot of fun but there's a lot of self-criticism and that stuff gets you nowhere beating up on yourself gets you nowhere so stop it and appreciate what you're able to create, appreciate what you've got and know that music, however giant or however small, um, 
it does make a difference and you are making a difference mm. with your music you know like music brings joy even you know even the wackiest and kookiest songs so i just think like it's so important for musicians to give themselves a pass and love themselves and and if you do feel like you're in a bad situation and you can't get out of your head out of that dark place then reach out for help talk to your friends and uh just don't you know the thing is it's so so sad when people make a decision that's permanent and then the problem really was only temporary hmm. yeah yeah now, did you Both did sides. you come to that quickly trevor was there was it like a snap decision or or was it like years of you know just trying to figure stuff out in your head i think it's ongoing i don't think yeah. you ever get away from that i think like Okay. You know, look at like Anthony Bourdain, a guy that did a ton of work yeah. in his life on his mindset, on loving different cultures, on loving different people, on loving himself. And even he succumbed to this sort of depression that hits all people. Like it just, wow. I think it's just this thing as an artist, you just sometimes don't feel good enough or worthy. Mm. And it's, I guess, the human condition. I don't know. It's in our, it's in our, program to kind of want to do better and and uh and and to be perfectionists in some ways i guess i don't i really don't know what that is i mean i struggle with those thoughts because i think i think that um you know when i when i i've had friends that i've lost and and i and i find it just maddening sometimes because you you really wonder like how come they couldn't see how awesome they are and how great they are but you know it's the worst battles in the darkest places are usually inside our own heads. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my best friend and a few other people around me as well. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Cause you, you do, you realize, and again, it's easy to say from the others, from the other person. Right. Um, it's yeah. interesting. You talk about Anthony Bourdain because I just like last week, I think it was, I got screeched in, in, in Newfoundland in St. John's. Yeah. And uh, we were at Christians and, and you know, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, I think it's Luke that owns the place and, and he does the ceremony. And it's really interesting because he talks about Anthony Bourdain. I went back and watched the segment that Anthony Bourdain did at his place getting screeched in. And, you know, yeah. it's great to see that. But now he's actually because he said, he said I don't know him from Adam other than having a chance to sit in a corner and have a couple of beers with him and talk with him after the screech it. But he said, you know, he's now switched it up and his whole, not the whole thing, but, but part of it is to tell this story about meeting Anthony Bourdain. And he said, as a Newfoundlander, it's about acceptance and caring and, and, and mm -hmm. kindness. And he said, you know, what he's learned from that experience with Anthony Bourdain is, you know, yeah, you, you have to, you have to care, you have to be kind, and you have to be open because you never know what somebody's going through. He said, "You'd never know," because he, he would never have guessed it. Yeah, he screeched him in just a couple of years before. I agree. I agree totally. Like it's it's interesting. You know, you'll have you'll have individuals that 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 on the outside appear one way, and then they're battling demons within themselves. And so, yeah, kindness is is so important and it it's i think it's even more so important today because we are a little detached i think when we're always staring into our phones and we're always hmm. in a hustle 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 kind of mentality and we don't kind of take the time to open the door and and really like in being kind 
it's not the other person that gets the juice out of that. It's you. Like every time you're nice to someone, you're the one that gets the energy. You're the one that gets the 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 juice from it. And I think that's so important too, because people don't realize that like doing a kind thing actually benefits you the most. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Um Trevor, was was there ever a point in time I was doing some reading and you've you you, you sort of had a, a second career as a as a as a nurse. Mm. Um, was yeah. there, was there ever a time Trevor where music was in the past? There was, there was no music in the future and, and you wanted to focus on healthcare. I think that maybe momentarily, um, I thought that my music career might be over. Um, but we, like every time that there was a holiday, every time that I had a chance, we would go out and do shows. Mm. Um, I don't know that like that <laughs> the thought of it never never doing playing performing music again was ever like lasted for very more than a moment because wow. really like this is my this is my thing I don't know what else to call it it's my religion and, and music and the is my church it's it's still magic to me I still don't really understand it I was on a songwriting podcast a, a, couple weeks ago or something and they're really like nerdy guys they love this fun they love this music and thing and, and all the theory and all the like the way the chords go together and and i'm like i don't i don't know why i got you know i got booked on it but because for me i like want to know as little as possible i mean i've learned over the years obviously but like i still think music is magic i still think mm. like that when you go dun 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 and you say that to a, a little you know, a kid say, what do you think is going to happen last next? Something not good. You know, like they know that. <laughs> they know that intuitively, right? Yeah. And uh, and that's so cool. Or when I was working in Chinookwapka, Dakota Nation, they would mm. put on powwow music, practice jingle dancing, play the drums, and you would watch the toddlers. I'd watch the toddlers that were just learning to walk or just walking, and they would get to the beat. And it's just, it's innate. It's in us. It Music is, 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 it's just part of the universe, and it's magical to me. Yeah. And you can sit there with the calculator all you want, man, but it, you can't explain some things, like, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I was when as you were describing that I was thinking of George from Alexis on Fire who's now a firefighter. But yet, you know, they'll take the time off and they'll go tour Australia and and like you know again, the firefighting fulfilling one part of his life. You know, obviously, still playing with Alexis on Fire is, is fulfilling another. So, um, in terms of the fulfillment side of it, I'd love for you to talk about you know what it was like to work in that First Nations community and you know it sounds like you got a lot out of it and they got a lot out of it. And so what was it like? Well, it's, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's like when you help people, you're the one that gets a lot of the, the benefits and working in that community, the elders and my, my clients um, taught me a lot of things about life. Um, I learned about humility. I learned mm. Like, I never went in there and said, yeah, I used to be in a rock band. I kept that on the DL. I didn't really want anybody to <laughs> know, actually. I just wanted to be me, just just me. Um, and I think that the love and the um, 
compassion that I was shown by community members, the acceptance, the, you know, wasn't welcoming at first. Who would welcome somebody with, you know, at the time I had long blonde hair and, you know, they, that's not who they were expecting. I, when I first was going around house to house, introducing myself, you know, I'd knock on the door and they'd wonder what the heck was going on. I go, Hey, I'm your, your new nurse. And then there'd be this look of astonishment. And I'd say, yeah, not what you were expecting, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> But it's a, like that, that being, being a nurse and, and I'm actually a, a registered psychiatric nurse. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, as some people say, God's work or whatever, but it is a privilege to look after people, to be with them in their most vulnerable moments and to, you know, be kind of a guardian in that time and help them back to health, help them back to a better place those that that stuff is magic i mean it's as good as playing rock and roll honestly i just really enjoy um reaching a, a a larger amount of people and i think that part of that is kind of my goal too is just that i've been fortunate enough in life to live this long and to play music and to um to get through some pretty heavy battles that i think i can bring some inspiration and perhaps some hope to people with the music and with you know opportunities like this to talk about you know life lessons and stuff and when you're working in psych nursing you know it's great you're you're helping families individuals um but i really wanted to reach a, a quite a few more people before you know i crossed mm -hmm. over and so this is important to me and that's a big part of this record that we did when the devil drives was to leave a message for my children like i have kids and and for the fans and like after i'm gone that you can put this record on and you can listen to it and you go, Oh, Oh, that's what he's getting at. So I hope that, I hope that's there. And, and, and with all the music going forward, like just life lessons and it, and it's, uh, it's stuff that I think would have helped me when I was younger, you know, stuff that would have probably changed the trajectory of my career. Well, thanks so much for that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, you know, you, you talk, you've, you've, you've mentioned God a couple of times. I, I read somewhere, Trevor, that, yeah um before I, th I think it was before you started working in the first nations community uh you considered yourself an atheist or agnostic um yes. and when you left you, you sort of changed um, absolutely tell tell like tell me about hmm. that that's fascinating well when i came to the community you know my um I had kind of like in everybody, I guess, has somebody that's their cheerleader in life, hopefully. And in mine, it was my mother and she had just passed a cancer. Yeah. Mm. And so I was, I was grieving. I was angry. I was sad. And I started working in this community and, um, when, <laughs> the end of the, I think it was my second week, the nurse practitioner, she says, uh, can you come into my office for a minute? And I go in there and she says, well, how, how are you, um, how are you doing? How are you, how are you dealing with the stress? And I said, well, it's heavy. She goes, yeah. And I go, how'd you deal with it? She goes, well, at first I tried drinking. <laughs> and she said, how'd that go for you? She goes, not that's, so well. That's honesty. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, I said, so what do you do now? She said, well, I started to look into the culture. I started to like try and figure out sort of how things how the elders and the people here see God and, or whatever, um, and how they interact with that. 
and she invited me to a sweat. And from then on, my life was changed. And it wow. was like, I, I was in the sweat and, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little kind of like structure with branches facing north, south, east, west, covered probably traditionally in a buffalo hide or hides. And you crawl in through a door and in the center, there's these really hot, hot rocks and it gets very, very warm in there. And you're just dripping sweat almost immediately upon entering and, they sing Dakota songs and there's certain herbs and spices or whatever herbs that they do plants that they drop on the rocks kind of create some smells, but it's black. It's black. You can't see anything. And there's four doors and they have an order of who you, you know, what you do in each door. And so I asked my mother if she could visit me and if she could tell me if I was doing the right thing or not. And I felt this finger go up my back. And there was nobody really close to me. And after that, you know, I, I asked a lot of questions and I spoke to a lot of the elders about faith and about the creator. And it just made sense to me. It, it just, it changed the way I see the world. It, it, it opened my eyes to the beauty of what we have and what we live and being in the moment. Mm -hmm. and being not so caught up in the colonialist kind of situation where we hoard things and we keep score with points or bank accounts. Um, you know, there's a lot of things you could get into, but like we're pretty much programmed on a daily basis that there's, you know, two teams in sports, us and mm -hmm. them. Keep track of that scoreboard. There's winners and there's losers. And that's just not the way the universe works. Like that we're not here to feed anybody or we're here to learn more about love and understanding and hopefully um, gain greater knowledge for whatever happens next. So I, it really did change me and it, and it's uh, it was a blessing and see all these things happen. You know, you just, you don't know why, like, why did I take the job there instead of somewhere else? And, but if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here right now. Wow. Thanks so much for mm -hmm. that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Was, was, no was it this experience specifically or, or generally all the experiences um, that was that the reason why Flatlander documentary that you're putting together um, or that you're going to be no, releasing soon? Well, Flatlander, no, it was like it wasn't my idea at all. Oh, um, I was playing in uh, Kitchener at uh, Maxwell's. And one of the co-owners, uh, David Mansell, he was uh, at the time, he's not there anymore, but at the time, he was like, uh, we actually, what had happened was we had it, our, it was our drummer's birthday. So we were having a birthday party afterwards. We said, can we just stay for an extra 15 minutes? We kind of surprised him with this little cake. It's like, cool. And then he goes, man, you guys are a really interesting band, you know? Uh, and, and we got talking and I told him that I was just finishing my psychiatric nursing degree and I was going to start working. I didn't know where. My mom was still sick and he was like, that's crazy, man. Like, that's so bizarre. And I said, I don't know. It's not that bizarre. Anyway, so he thought that was pretty interesting. And then he kept in touch. And then when I started working at Chinookwapka, he uh, started filming, uh, coming out periodically, him and Aaron McFerrin, his other filmmaker friend, and just kind of filming me doing my work, talking to community members and, uh, and it's pretty funny. There's some really funny stuff in there because, <laughs> like, my community members are 
individuals that very they have strong characteristics and uh, <laughs> they have some opinions and it's really awesome to see them on camera and it was cool to kind of capture that period of my life you know like it just it's it's interesting when you look back on it uh yeah so anyway we 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 filmed this and we're just um finishing up the editing process and working on score and soundtrack and all that stuff and hopefully it'll be at, be out by the end of the year oh very interesting okay some people found found your work fascinating enough to to want to capture that so that should be a, a really interesting project to release yeah i think that and just the fact that like you know in the when we were at our height you know you just you wouldn't think that guy would be in there changing dressings and doing different things he just found it like a weird juxtaposition same as myself like it's the first time i heard about the guy in lexus on fire being a fireman and uh okay i wondered you know did it come from the band name i mean <laughs> did he was he bothered by alexis being on fire that's why he became a fireman i mean what's going on here i, mean, I, have, I have a lot of questions <laughs> that's funny wow <laughs> one one of the questions i wanted to ask you was from as a musician you know you've talked about i think you have three kids and a step kid if i'm not mistaken so am i yes with that? Yeah. Yep. um how has being a parent influenced music influenced life influenced your choices wow yeah that's a whole other ball <laughs> that's another hour <laughs> yeah no, it's 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 amazing you know um that in and of itself like just trying to like i know what my parents meant to me um so you you have these kids you're trying to shepherd in this world but you also see like it's just so many things. It's so wild to see like they, they they come into this world almost ready to go. And it's just our job as parents not to screw that up. Like like they just they come with personality and, and uh they're already characters right when they're born. And really, you know, I my philosophy is just to, you know, try to give them as much guidance as possible but also kind of get the hell out of the way and let them do their thing. Cause I, I really love the fact that each and every one of them is so different, so unique, so fascinating and interesting. And, uh, I love them so much. And, you know, I have a great partner that I do this with and she puts up with my madness, you know, and I feel really blessed. And I think sometimes it's easy to focus on a lot of the negative things. You know, you could, you could, you could fixate on a million different things going wrong, but kids, and that sta stability of uh, a home life that that's that's nurturing and good it makes being an artist that much better because you have these people that are in your corner cheering for you and that you love and you don't want you know to um you want them to see you like in the best light so you work really hard or so much harder i think to just make it that much better mm -hmm. um and you and i love when they come and see me play they they, they got to see me last summer it's the first time in a, in a long time play. We opened up for uh, Finger Eleven, and just to watch oh, my nice. kids just kind of look at to, to watch them look at their dad, who's like, you know, normally I don't even think they think I'm cool at all, and then you, <laughs> they see, see me jumping around, and they're like, "Whoa, you know, Dad, man, easy, you're gonna get hurt." <laughs> <laughs> you're old. Watch the way you jump around like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um. 
Trevor, a few weeks ago, we had um, we had the director uh, and, and producer of the uh, upcoming Much Music documentary uh, on. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm curious the role that Much Music played in the success of Econoline Crush. I think it was huge. Yeah, um, okay. I think it was huge. I think it was huge because it created a um, it created a a, a a like star system in Canada, mm. which we didn't have previously. It, it gave celebrity to bands, all Canadian bands. It gave us an opportunity to kind of look larger than life. And uh, you can look at that era of time. Look at all those bands that that came out of there and took their music to the world. I think. It's something that's kind of missing right now, unfortunately, but it's a very, very cool. Uh, it was a very, very cool time. And it was so it was so fun to see, like to make videos and to see uh, people react to the videos. And yeah, I don't know. It just it was so special. I think I think it's something that I'm, I'm sad. Some of the bands today don't get that same opportunity to kind of have this centralized point where everybody was kind of there and and being exposed and, and looking like, you know, real kind of rock stars in a way. Yeah. That's, you know what? I've never heard anyone up until now talk about it helped to create a star system. Um, we hear a lot about the Quebec star system, or at least I do in the work that I do during the day that, you know, Quebec has their own star system. There are people that we haven't heard in quote unquote English Canada that are massive that are huge stars uh in quebec um and yeah you know, and so you know you hear about this but that's fascinating that yeah. because we don't have that anymore like you said there is no mechanism uh uh you know to create that we, we might be able to access music and videos and you know whether it's youtube or spotify you know we could we could access all of that content but there's not like a a program that we all agree that if you're there or a station that if you're there you've made it right like if erica m is interviewing you and you got thousands <laughs> of kids outside of the window you know just screaming yeah. when whenever you say something or the camera goes to you like we don't have that anymore um yeah oh, and it's is, interesting right because like yeah. if you look at in england um you know that just the Gallagher brothers or, or whatever, you know yeah. the Oasis guy, their feud and stuff. Like the, the press just loves that. They like they love. Yeah, yeah. It's just fodder, and they love it. And and we don't really have that anymore. Um, even the street street papers that we used to have are really dedicated That's just right. to music. Have kind of broadened their scope. Like we had the Georgia Strait back in the day, and you knew you were yeah. kind of making it in Vancouver if you could get the cover of the Georgia Strait. But now it's like. It has movie actors and everybody's kind of infiltrated. It wasn't purely music anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's what I, I hoped that, you know, so on CBC, they have this radio show national called Q. Um, yeah. And, and, and you would hope and, and it, you know, you got to do what you got to do for numbers. But, you know, now and not that it's bad, but, you know, they're they're interviewing superstars like Hollywood stars um and, yeah. and, and not necessarily okay let's build a canadian you know star system that, but, that would be but, really interesting. but 
if, if I could jump in, yeah. who, who I think does a great job, and I was just saying this last night, it was a show from a couple of days ago. Yeah. I think Strombo on Apple Music does a fantastic job of representing Canadian musicians more. And again, he's a Canadian on Apple Music, so that's what they're expecting him to push, not push, but promote yeah. uh, women. For sure. So like, I, I, and again, I understand Strombo's not going to create that star factor, but there are still, you know, That's to Apple music though, right? about not, Q, yeah, not everyone, but, you got to pay for Apple music, but you can't access it. No, you can listen it. to Strombo's show for free. You can't, you can't listen to it on demand. Like I can, because I yeah, pay yeah. for the service, but you could listen to Strombo in the nights he's on. And he did, you know, the indigenous, uh, June for June 21st. Yeah. and featured Asanabi. So, yeah. you know, and and a bunch of other Canadian indigenous artists. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I fair enough. I I love Strombo for that. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and I mean, I also love Strombo for the fact that I don't think many people know this, but like when he was just, you know, starting or midway through his much music thing, you know, Bono, a lot of these international artists are like, "Man, like we need you at uh MTV. We need you at uh uh, you know mtv2 or whatever it was they the and and you know they tried to lure him to the states and he stuck around and he's still kind of sticking around to do canadian he's he's a truly a canadian yep. fan of canadian music and canadian artists and so i yeah i agree with you he is a very good advocate it's yeah. just not that same centralized point totally it's not it. like yeah. uh, you know it's just it's bizarre like I I don't know, and I think this is kind of interesting though, because like I love the fact that you, now we're in a new a new kind of reality for musicians, for artists, for you know everybody, and so it's just kind of navigating the waters and figuring out what works, and and you know you, what's what's done is done, it's gone, and yeah. it's like something that uh, that we can look back on and be very fond of, and unfortunately we just don't have that now, and I don't think we need to find a replacement because it just will never be the same. So sure. it is guys like Strombo and it is uh, shows like yours where people are exposed to different voices and, and the heck, but you know, you would never get to talk more than 10, 15 minutes or whatever on much music. You would never expand into things beyond, you know, what was the idea behind this video and stuff. So it, it is interesting now that people can dig down deep and they can find out a whole lot more about the people that they love and the music they love simply by, you know, going on the internet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, t- talk talking about videos. You're, you're I'm, I'm really bad at segues, Trevor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your, your, your latest single, uh, "No Quitter," uh, both a homage to you know the stuff that you went through and where you are now, but also, from what I understand, an homage to a a, a late bandmate uh, of your Ziggy um so with with ziggy he just wasn't in a good place and actually there's a song at the end of the record called um locked in your stone which i wrote after his passing which i i needed i needed to express how you know you go through a lot of stages in grief and one of them is anger and i was mad that he left and Matt, he, he took his toys and he left. And he wouldn't, I couldn't reach him and I couldn't help him and I couldn't get there. And so for me, 
Locked in Your Stone is the Ziggy song. No Quitter is the sort of like just perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. No matter what, like don't look at the scoreboard. Don't look at the bank account. Don't worry. It's just not that important. It really isn't. And so that part of it, that's what No Quitter's message is. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. No worries. Absolutely. And I, I, I feel you. Like, again, no, like, like I think of my best friend that I lost. And I, I come, like, yeah. There's not much you could, you know. And then once this has happened, and as you know, like, you go through these, the cycle of grief. Like, everybody kind of, like, talks about the stages of grief. Well, they don't happen in sequence. They can happen in sequence, out of sequence. They can go back and forth and all around. And it's not something that you'll ever be, oh, yeah, I, I'm over my grief now. You're never over your grief. That's the whole point. Grief isn't something you get over. Grief is something you live with. Grief mm. is something you experience daily. And it is a gift. As harsh as that sounds, it's a gift because you remember what it was like when they were here. And it shows you what good times are and it shows you what bad times are. And it's like this gift of understanding, right? The human condition what we go through, what we live through. And so when you lose somebody like that, it hurts yeah. so much. Mm -hmm. But the love for them seems to grow exponentially. It's like, I just think about all the gifts that I was given because of this friendship. Because this guy was in my life, I'm able to like, go out and play sparkle and shine and go out and play all that you are. And you don't know what it's like every night. These gifts are amazing. So I honor him and, uh, and, and we miss him. Yeah. 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 Um, Trevor, listen, you know, thank you. And I'll thank you again at the end, but you know, thank you for sharing. Um, you shared so much with us that just like yeah. on it. So I, 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 I hope you don't mind that we, you know, we're here to talk Not about music, all. but we have talked about so many other topics that are, uh, mean a lot to us and hope for the people listening as well. So thank you. Oh, no problem. I really do think it, this is what is important. Uh, um, as you know, artists that have, that have, uh, that have been to a couple rodeos um mm -hmm. <laughs> you get to uh you get to impart some 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 thoughts and you can like what i say you can disagree with me i don't i don't really mind and i just think that like it's just my just my thought on it is you know this is a gift and it's a thing that that tells us how special life is and how much we mean to other people yeah. And so that reminds us to keep fighting and and no quitter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Trevor, we're we're nearing the end. Uh okay. we, we got two more questions. Before we get to lost okay. venues, um you're if, if people are watching this on our YouTube channel, you're now in a different place uh than than you were before. Uh we've never yeah. done this before. Uh, I don't know if you want to give us a tour of your, <laughs> of your of your bus there, like you know where where do you know how do Canadian rock stars live like you know and 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 yeah live together with in a band or or you know the the West Coast tour that you did. I feel like I like I 
Like, my, I could just hear my mother going, oh, my gosh, I haven't cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but let me spin this camera around. We have, uh, let's see here. We're uh, all just holding. So, like, here's the front of the thing. Um, we have the obligatory rock and roll skull. Of course. You know, <laughs> you know the pilot seat here um some, our, our, our growing sticker wall um it's like a normal rv except in the back part um let's see if i can turn some lights on we have these bunks so uh and there's four of them and uh that's where we can sleep at night uh have somebody sit up with the driver also like the uh table here folds down and this couch uh, with my bag on it here, it pulls out into a, uh, a a bed. So, like, if we're stuck, and, like, that's the case today, like, there's not, it's not as, um, it's not, you know, when you're when you're trying to build your band again, you're yeah. not getting the guarantees that you, you would have got in the past. So, it's all right. You just, you know, you take one room, you shower in, and, uh, or a couple rooms, depending on whatever, and then you can sleep in the RV. It's comfortable. It has, like, a, like we have a TV, we got this satellite thing that gives us Wi-Fi. So it's not it's not bad at all, and it's um it's really fun. And then when I take it back home, I uh, I, I put the kids in the back there. There's there's bunks for everybody, and we can just uh, you know travel around like a bunch of mad mad people and 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 see the sights that this country has. Nice to offer. Nice, <laughs> awesome. 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 Now, in, in your tours across this country, down south, uh, across yeah. the pond, um, you know, you've played hundreds, if not thousands of venues. Um, yes. And so this segment, Lost Venues, celebrates those venues that don't exist anymore, but perhaps you have a, a story to tell uh, from one of these venues. I'm wondering if there's a lost venue uh, in the Econoline Crush a journey well i'll tell you there is i don't think that i could say that there's one story sure i'll say that it sure. is it is perhaps the story oh um econline crush used to play regularly once a month or whatever at a place called the town pump in vancouver and there was just this you know there are times when, and it's no longer there there are times when it's like the universe aligns. You have management that loves your band. You have the guys that work at the club that 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 are great to work with, that are great at their their job. Um, you have the way the room is shaped. The town pump was pretty dirty with wood and brick, and it was just the right size. Like we could just get the we could ram that place. And on a weeknight when it was just, you know, just us headlining and whoever else. And it was where, you know, the record company EMI saw us play and signed us from. Like after seeing that show at the Town Pump, they came out and flew out to see that. It got us our record deal. I, you know, they, they kind of knew at Canadian Music Week at the Rivoli that uh, they thought they wanted to see the band, but they wanted to see us one more time. And the people of Vancouver didn't let us down. And they nice. just like, yeah. It was great. That's Perfect. fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, the last question I like to ask for our listeners: What are you listening to lately? What's your new earbuds that people should be checking out? Old, new, There's whatever. A, 
yeah, like I like this. Um, I'm always shifting genres and all kinds of stuff, but um, uh, Rez, R E Z Z, um, is a Canadian EDM artist, and mm -hmm. myself and, and the sound man, like every night that we were, or every day when we were sound checking, and he was kind of running the PA, he'd run our latest single, and for the life of me, I can't remember it right now, but um, he would run it through the PA, and, and we just started kind of listening to her music this tour i just started listening more of it and also um rufus to soul like just it's weird but i kind of got into this more keyboardy programming rocky thing um and yeah like those are the those are the things i'm listening to just right now awesome awesome trevor this has been a fantastic conversation um thank you so much for for hanging out with us for spending time thank you so much for for sharing um yeah econoline crush you guys just played a west coast tour uh can the rest of canada expect you to visit this summer what, what are the plans we're um we're gonna try and hit every city we can i think um august is our next round of dates uh that's kind of starting in central canada and manitoba and working our way east i know there's also plans for uh things in the fall um yeah i can't wait to get out there though and see everybody it's been really fun doing it out here so i'm sure it's going to continue and uh yeah and thanks for putting up with me uh <laughs> in my mad rv world here and overheating my phone <laughs> no worries right <laughs> so go check yeah. out econoline crushed go check out their website at econolinecrushmusic.com you can listen to their music on Apple, on Spotify, um, on YouTube, uh, and go check out uh, their new single, No Quitter, out now. Yes. Uh, Trevor, again, thank you so much. Thank you, um, thank you. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.